What is up? How we doing? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler, and we're back to normal this week. We are back to normal this week. It's episode number 10. I'm excited for this one to share this with y'all. A guy that we know very well, Tyler. A guy that we have had some good times with. A guy that came to your birthday party this year. Yeah, he really uh, came through with some Top Golf oh, this yeah. year. Oh, at Top Golf, it yeah. was awesome. And uh, he also showed up with a bottle of a uh, bottle of whiskey for this recording, which is a uh, good old Jameson, <laughs> good old Jamo. And uh, it's our buddy Skylar Anderson. And uh, if you don't know who Skylar is, he is an awesome individual. He's a talented writer, one of the better performers that you can find in this town. He's on the road a lot, so we're glad we were finally able to sit down and have a conversation with him. Yeah, I think we tried to get in uh, Skylar in probably what episode three or four yeah and it just kept getting pushed back because he's all over the place he's out in belize he's in las vegas he's in milwaukee he's in san diego he's in ohio he's in texas he's literally everywhere and uh this week he happened to be in nashville he's probably one of the hardest uh working guys that i see on broadway like that dude is always out on broadway you always see him and he's always playing a show yeah, and he's a guy that has an incredible backstory, and uh, you guys will sit back and enjoy this one. At the end, he plays a song off his upcoming EP. We got to break some news that uh, uh, we got to break some news that um, that Skyler's going to be putting out a new EP at the end of this month, May of 2019. And he plays us a track that'll be featured on there called "I Would." Now, without further ado, episode ten. Let's go in the round with Skyler and Tyler. Hit that music, boy. What is up, everyone? How we doing? Welcome back. Episode 10 of In the Round. You got Matt. And Tyler. You got Lakota Bear. The podcast are no longer here. We'll get into that at another time. But we got a great buddy with us. A guy that is one of the coolest dudes that we've gotten to meet here in Nashville. A guy that... Uh, we talked about episode one of this uh, of this podcast with our good buddy Colton Parker, a guy that is puts on one of the best shows that you can see, one of the most patriotic guys that I've seen in Nashville, Tennessee as well, and he's also a damn good songwriter. It's none other than our good buddy Skylar Anderson. Skylar, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Doing well. It's a Monday. <laughs> you got me out here on a Monday. Every, every <laughs> ep- on a Monday at 1 o'clock, which is basically like... 9 a.m. Oh no, it's like 6 a.m. right now for me. It was yeah. We we tend to have good nights on Sunday nights, and uh, last night was uh, was one of those nights where it got a little got a little wild, got a little crazy. I was there. Oh, dude, you've been we've been out with you plenty of times though. We've had. I've actually yet to be out with Skylar. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed whiskey jam with Skylar. I've enjoyed post whiskey jam with Skylar, where you go over to Losers and go down the Red Door and do Mm -hmm. the strip down the (laughs) Mumbrey. And you know you know how to have a good time. How long have you been here in Nashville? Uh, I've been playing in Nashville for probably uh, um, I don't know four years now. I think four four and a half years. Uh, I've been living here for. Since September, I don't know how many months that is. It's Monday. Really? So you got here around the same time that I did as far as moving here. Yeah. I moved here October. I, I thought you'd been here for No, like- me and Colton got here on the same day. We stayed in the same house in Jackson, Tennessee, and we moved our stuff the same day. Wow. Holy shit. I had I thought you've been, with the way that you, you are around town and the way that people know who you are and, and the, the relationships you have, I thought you've been here for years. No. Honestly. I've been playing here for years, <laughs> but no, I just moved here. I finally just moved here. So were you part of that crew that was driving from West Tennessee to yeah, come and play a gig yeah. here and then driving all the me way back Colton, home? Me and Colton, yeah, we, uh, 
every about four nights a week. I think we did it two hours here, two hours back. Sometimes we would stay. Most of the times it was two hours there, two hours back. So we were spending so much money on gas and food and we were just like, we got to just, we might as well just move. We have to. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah, for real. Now, so you were living in Jackson, Tennessee. You're originally from a little bit south of there, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. South of Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. A Mississippi boy. Mississippi right now. There's a lot of cool things going on in Mississippi, particularly with a guy named Hardy. Who? Yes. Thank you, Hardy. <laughs> Listen, if you hear this, I love you. There, I, I've been saying this for so long. Georgia. And Caroline boys have taken over, and I'm finally glad somebody from Mississippi. Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be me first, but that's yeah. cool. I'm next, so hopefully. So now that 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 Mississippi scene, a huge part of that is crossing over the border into Memphis. Yeah, what yeah. what's that scene like out there in West Tennessee? I've been out there with with our buddy Ethan Willis once. I was out at um one of the we were out playing a show with a guy named Frank Foster, who's yeah, crazy yeah, Cajun yeah. Louisiana oh, country, and yeah. then we were out in Martin, Tennessee, out in West Tennessee. What was it like coming up in that scene in the northern Mississippi to western Tennessee area? Man, it's a lot. Um, it was it was cool. I was raised on a um, you know it's bluesy over there in Memphis, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah. I was raised on a uh, Smokey Robinson, Temptations, Otis Redding, David Ruffin, all that. And um, coming up like that was was really good. My my dad was born in Mississippi. And my mom was born in Alabama. So I've always had the southern, you know. Yeah, yeah. you you are a southern, yeah. a southern man, <laughs> and it's cool you say those influences. It makes total sense when you walk, when we watch your show, whether it be somewhere downtown, whether it be opening for somebody, whether it be out in a city, X city, whether it be Belize or Milwaukee or yeah. wherever you go all over the place. Those influences definitely show. It's not just a country. It's a it, like a Skylar Anderson show is different from most other shows that are out yeah, there. That's, yeah, that's what I want. Like your version of Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> is just and you got the boys singing in the back singing singing that thing in the background vocals on let that. me tell y'all something yeah. we have never had a rehearsal really yeah never anybody you see me play with now even though Coton is it was on her haze and Coton still come back and play me a little bit but only time we had a, we have a rehearsal is when we open it up for somebody but we the shows we do when y'all see us Everything that that happens on that stage, we literally make it up as we go. Like I swear to God. Yeah, no. Skylar is definitely like one of the only guys that I see on Broadway that will like flow through songs and then bring one back. And like you know, I think I've seen you you know vamp on a song for twenty minutes before, oh, yeah. and you bring like different stuff in. And you're one of the only guys that I know that's doing that kind of stuff. And that's definitely you know that kind of blues like yeah. Mississippi, Memphis. It's a jam. Yeah, 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 it's a jam. It's fun. I, my my thing was when I got in the music business, um, I always said if I'm going to put on a show, if I'm really going to do this, cause I took a year off when I got off the TV show X Factor. I took a year off because yeah. I wanted to make sure it was something I want to do. And when I finally got a chance to get back in it, I said if I'm going to do this, I'm going to put on a show. And I want to, I want to. My thing is, I want to put on a show the way I want to see a show. I don't want to just see you standing there with your six string in your hand and thinking somebody owe you something. Yeah. yeah. Nobody owes you nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, you cho- you chose like, that's why when you hear me on Broadway <clears throat> say, we do not work for tips. I don't want you feeling sorry for me. We don't work for tips. You know, that's not, that's not our job. Yeah. You know? Don't feel sorry for me, sorry for me for something I picked to do for my life. Yeah. You know, if you want to, if we sound going to play good, tip us. But no, I want, I want to put on a show the way I think a show should be played. And I don't want to just come in. If I, like I said, if I walk into a bar, if I don't feel nothing the first five minutes I'm there from you singing or your band playing, I'm leaving. 
Yeah, I don't care. Because there's plenty of yeah. there's plenty <laughs> other options here. Yeah. Here, music's in now. You talked, to, you brought it up. X Factor. What was that experience like for you? Oh. I've, I've seen the videos from that. I've seen I've seen some of those clips, dude. And that that is awesome. And and that's going back quite a few years, isn't it? Yeah, I was 16. Never knew I could sing or or even play an instrument. Didn't even play an instrument when I was on that show when yeah. I was 16. I, I didn't even know how to play guitar then. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was it was fun. I will never do it again. Yeah, uh, but it was it, it taught me a lot of business and you know taught me all about different music scenes. Just don't be stuck on one thing. If you drive in the car with me, you would hear me listen to reggae, Latino music, rap. I listen to everything because I want to learn. I yeah. want. I mean, maybe I can put this into a song or you know. So, but uh, that was cool. It taught me to just love every every type of music. You know. It, yeah. Yeah, and grow a lot. Yeah. Now, does that reflect in your writing? You think, being that you have all these different influences, like you're going from, say, listening to to Drake to then throwing on Eric Church. Like those are two such opposite <laughs> things. But I'm sure that's the kind of thing you're talking about yeah, when you're yeah. when you're jamming in the um, car. Yeah, it, it. I think it has a lot to do with my writing because when I was growing up, when I started writing, you know, uh, I used to write about partying a lot. You know, that was my thing. I was yeah. all about partying, and until you know. He was like, man, if you want to make a Nashville love songs, you know. Yeah. And my first love song I wrote, I felt, I was like, oh, crap, you know. <laughs> you can actually make a lot of money by doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> love songs. Yeah. Now, how old were you when you wrote your first song? Where <clears throat> you were like, this this can be a song, I can sing this. I wrote my first song about my brother. My brother had um, got killed in New Orleans. And uh, it was it was really cool. And I wish I could find the lyrics. I think I still remember the lyrics, but it was really cool. And uh, it was called Missing You. Okay. Yeah. And it was actually off like kind of like a Marvin Gaye beat. Really? And, but I added some guitar Ooh. to it. And it was it was really soulful, you know. Uh, damn, I wish I could still remember that song. But yeah, I, could, I remember that song. I can remember that song. It's my first song I wrote. Yeah. And how old were you when you were doing that? I wrote that song when I was probably 13. Okay. 12 or 13. 12 or 13. Wow. Damn. And now today you're you're getting in writing rooms, you're getting in studios, you're doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I just got back into the writing. Okay. To be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, so you've been you've been out on the road. How what's it like getting back off the road cuz you you were road dogging for a long time. Oh my god. You were you were out and about. You and the boys were everywhere. You yeah. you guys were going out, earning your living, doing what you got to do, building the base. What's it like coming back home and getting in a room and, and changing that focus, flipping that switch. Well, I, I just said, we were out so much. Um, I got so used to be the bad dog on stage. You know what I mean? I got, I got, I love the lights. So I just, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I did. I just stopped writing because I just got so used to being on stage, you know? And, um, but it feels damn good to be back with the piece of paper and pen in my hand. Cause I forgot how good of a writer I was. You know, I forgot. Me and Coden, we've wrote some, amazing stuff together. Coton is the best to me, one of the best very underrated love song writers. That guy, yeah. that guy can yeah, write yeah, a love yeah. song, man. <laughs> yeah. He's got soul. He He's is, got a heart. That man, when me and Coden sat down when we first met and he just started pulling out stuff and he's good with hooks and I'm good with verses. So he had a hook and I would just, our mind was just spinning. That's awesome. So, I mean, like, uh, but it feels good to be back. You know, I just wrote a song, um, the other day called Lynchburg Buzz. And that's crazy because Lynchburg Buzz, that title has been on my mind for the last like three years. And I finally got a chance to sit down and start writing it the other day. And I was like, holy shit, you know, I, I'm still good at this, you know. So so I think when I get back from Belize, I'm going to take some time and, and start writing more. 
Yeah, so speaking of Lynchburg, I see right there, you know, on your arm and all, the tattoo. How long have you had that? That, until... that is country as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so for the ones that can't see it, see he has a uh, Lynchburg number seven tattoo, which is the Jack Daniels logo, right above his uh, hand on his wrist. Yeah, on my guitar strumming it, yeah. yeah. I want everybody to know that I'm a Jack Daniels fan. I've had this, I don't know, I just wanted to get, I've always wanted to tattoo uh uh, number seven tattoos. I've always loved Jack Daniels. It's yeah. the only thing I really drink. But um, uh, I don't know. I think I've had this for probably uh, three years. I got it in Florida. My buddy Gary, he was on um, Stone Cold Steve Austin had a TV show out. What was it? Um, uh, the Heart- Ranch Show. Uh, it was like Heartbreak Ridge or, or Heart something. something. Stone- it was something where you had to be a badass. Yeah, yeah. And yeah get yeah, through yeah. a group of challenges. My buddy Gary was on that show, and uh, oh wow, and he's a cool tattoo artist. He's done a lot of, a lot of work on me, but uh. I was just in Florida one day, and I was just like, I'm going to tattoo it. And my buddy, uh, Gary, I saw that he was in Florida, like, 15 minutes from where I was staying. And I was like, oh, man. And I, so I went over there, and I was like, I just, I want something, number seven. And he drew it up, and, yeah, it's been my favorite. There you are. <laughs> so, Jack, is that your, so if you're out, is Jack Dan, Jack Daniels your drink of choice? Yeah, we're sponsored by Jack Daniels. Really? We're sponsored by Bud Light Music. Shout out to Bud Light Music, West Tennessee Party, and uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah, we were sponsored by Jack Daniels, we got that sponsorship. It it, it blew my mind. How the, how does one acquire a Jack Daniels sponsorship? Like when did when did that start going down for you? Uh, that, that's that's cool and that's hard to do. That's very. I never town. thought that's when a, I got it. Seriously, that's a big brand. Oh my god! When I got it, it was just like Jesus is real, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, uh, we were playing at Titsy's, a late night show. We had just started playing in Nashville, Tennessee, and we did a late night show in Titsy's, and we were. It was probably. One o'clock in the morning, of course, it's 10 to 3 or something. And, um, of course, everybody having a good time. And on the third floor of Tennessee, I mean, of uh, Tootsie's, you got that back yeah. where people can stand behind you. And not knowing that Jack Daniels' reps were standing behind me when I sang Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. And, of course, you hear this every night. Hey, man, blah, blah, here's my card. I can do this. I can do that. Of course, I got the card. Not thinking anything of it. He got my number. I gave him my address. Three days later, there's boxes and boxes. At our door, me and Coden loft in Jackson, Tennessee, and I'm like, "What in the world?" And it was T-shirts. I got a Jack Daniels guitar. I got a. I mean, they were. And then after that, <laughs> I was just like, "Okay, this guy's serious." So <laughs> and it was like crazy. I was like, "This guy." And we got um, cases, you know, whiskey. You know, it was, it was crazy. I'm That's awesome. Me. I mean, so, and then we started playing at the Christmas parties, and they have this thing every year. It's called the. It's like the world biggest barbecue festival or something like that where people come from china all over the world to, to do their barbecue and in lynchburg at the jack daniels yeah and we play there and their christmas parties and all that it's pretty cool sponsorship so you get to meet a lot of cool people oh doing my that. god and now talk about barbecue parties something that you got to do i believe it was like last weekend or something so me being from up north i don't know anything about a crawfish bar. oh my god i saw you you would put this up on you put this Can up we on edit Facebook that out and stuff. no oh no I don't, let 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 the <laughs> let, me let be, the yankee uh, be the me, yankee i know about pizza and bagels and all kinds of other shit but i don't know i don't know no, <laughs> i don't know nothing about a, i don't know nothing about no crawfish boil what is playing a crawfish boil like? And also explain what is a crawfish boil. They just take a bunch of fish and like put it in a big don't, pot. First and... of all, don't you disrespect crawfish by saying fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's but, it's not. A, but it's called a crawfish. We're like crawdaddies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You can call them daddies or crawdaddies, but don't, don't call them fish, just fish. They're not fish. That's totally different. Listen, so crawfish, my fiance, uh, she, when I met her, we've been together for, I don't know, three years now, I think. And uh, 
She didn't know anything about crawfish. She, I don't. She hated crawfish, and I told her to try them, and she loves them now. Seriously, oh, they're great. And playing a crawfish bowl. I don't know if y'all um, know Johnny Cochran. Uh, he plays with me a couple times. Um, he's from Louisiana, so if you hear me say ball, you know I got it from Jonathan because he's a real Cajun. I mean, yeah. he's a Cajun coon. I mean, I'm yeah. telling you, like yeah. he's. But um, a crawfish bowl is some of the best eating you will ever do. If you got a nice cold beer and you got some crawfish, and if they make it right with the corn and the sausages, and some people, I put on man, Colton, we had a crawfish bowl. Uh, yeah, we put on one, uh, a huge one. Our motor went out in the truck that we were driving back and forward. <laughs> and it finally went out one night on the way to a gig. To, on the way to Nashville, it was on 90. We were on like 192. And yeah. the motor just stopped. And we we did a crawfish bowl to raise the money. to. And people people go crazy over it, man. It is, yeah, man. It is. <laughs> so there's a restaurant back home um, where I'm from, and they one weekend a year do all-you-can-eat crawfish. And my uncle will go down there. And like do it, and they literally will bring out you know the bus tubs we have. Yeah, they will bring out like at least one, if not starting on the second one of those of just yeah. crawfish for him. Like you can ask them about how are they, they, are, they are they big? Is it does it look like a lobster? Or uh, like, think of like a bigger shrimp. Like that's yeah. that's kind of what its size is. But you go something and do something like that. It's just like people can eat. I mean, I can probably eat four or five pounds. Yeah, oh, and man. some people I know a buddy you know that back home he can I've seen him eat twelve or thirteen pounds. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's a, so that's a craw daddy. That's a that's, guy that can that eat. That is, can eat. That's, that's the king of the crawfish. I, I could do it, but I'll be sick. <laughs> yeah. what, what's what's the environment like at one of those shows, though? Yeah, we did that show a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, and it was my first big crawfish bowl, and it was so hard. We did it uh, for good causes for um, Sacred Heart, St. Mary's Sacred Heart, okay. and the kids, and um, huge fundraising. It was just so hard. I thought I wouldn't be able to do it because they asked me to do it. I was already booked, but I kind of moved some stuff around, but... It was really cool because I'm going to tell you this, and I'm probably spoiled now because I've gotten so used to just going in and playing and just plugging in and playing yeah. that I did hire my I hired my sound man. I hired a sound man, Byron. And um, it was great because I had to show up and I didn't have to do anything but play. And I, when I say these are all Catholics and my fiance, she's a Catholic, and I didn't know what to expect really. Yeah. These some guns can party. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. I know something about the Catholics. Oh, that's a big thing. God. Those are, that's our, that's Listen, the people of the they had the principal of the school on the dance floor. <laughs> I mean, it's outside. We're in the middle. We're literally in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's, we got the stage right there and they got tents set up, but we're in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, the principal of the school is out there getting it. You know, I mean, I mean, that was just wow. I mean, all these teachers and, Catholics can drink and party. God oh, bless yeah. you. <laughs> God, bless. God bless you, man. So, so I'm guessing you're not Catholic. I'm not. Well, I'm not which, what of the variety of Christians are you from down here? Because I've learned there's so many different kinds of, Christ, of Christian faith down here in Tennessee. They're down here in the South. I'm not denominational. Not denominational. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm, again, I'm learning. Which, by the way, so something else that I got to experience. I got to experience my first, like, Big time concerts in Nashville, like where I got to go to the Ryman for the first time and I got to go to Ascend for the first time over the weekend. And the way that the, the, the live shows are and stuff here, does that kind of inspire you at all? Like when you get to see a big concert like that down here? Oh man, yeah. I don't, I don't get a chance to really do go to a lot of concerts anymore. Yeah. But uh, my first concert uh, I went to before I even started doing music, and um, it's back in my hometown, South Haven, Mississippi. And my buddy Austin took me to see uh, it was. It was Love and Thelf. It just came out. Ooh. Eric Church was opening up for Jason Aldean. <laughs> wow. Oh, and Eric Church is just coming out. Yeah. You know, so, 
And I've always, I always with Eric Church fans, my buddy surprised me with a ticket, you know, to go see him. And I've seen him live, man. And when I like, I didn't even care about Jason. I love Jason now, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't care about Jason. When I saw Eric Church do that show, I, my buddy, he'll tell you to this day, I said, that's what I want to do. That's it. When I saw the energy, like, if you know me, Eric Church is, if you know me outside, Eric Church is my, I'm like, that's my fan. I'm a fangirl. Yeah. You know? No, it's, when it's my birthday, it, I know he almost died three times. I know he got land like two hours from me. I like, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm weird. <laughs> Don't judge me. No. How many, how many kids does he have? I don't know, two. I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fan oh, Okay. We can look that up, though. I damn, so he's got it. So, damn, so you, you really, you really do know. Uh, webs. I'll be right back. So, yeah. for, so for, for you, a guy like Eric, what's your favorite Eric Church song? Because you play, you play a couple of them on, yeah. your, on your sets um, downtown. You know what? I, I really enjoyed Desperate Man, but he had, he had a song. Um, man, he, he got so many. Desperate Man is probably my new favorite one, but... The guys like me, and that was a cold one. You know? Yeah, that that was a cold one. That song is just if you lift the lyric, if you're a lyrical person like yeah. me, oh, it's cold. You know, it's just golly. Yeah, the results are in, and Skylar is correct. He has two oh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Skylar Anderson, the king of Eric Church trivia. Damn. That's awesome. So, so, um, so for you right now, uh, what's kind of next in terms of in terms of your music career? For what you're looking to oh, do, what are you looking uh, at? Are you putting something out, maybe? Yes, yes. Brand new EP, man, coming out. I'm, I'm very excited. Thank you to my buddy Johnny Cochran, who's actually producing uh, the musicians on it. Trevor McKay, Derek, uh, Derek playing drums. Now, for one, oh, for one, I got to sidetrack here. The guys that you have played with you are outstanding, and the chemistry yeah. that you have with yeah. your with your boys on stage, whether it's playing at Whiskey Jam or whether it's out wherever or it's downtown, the shows. Phenomenal! Oh yeah, from all guys the, from guys like Trevor and Derek, yeah, Trevor, and, yeah. Derek, and all those guys. Every guy that you see that played with me has played with me before. Yeah, um, they're all talented. Andy Dixon, who uh, took Coden's, well, yeah. not took his place, but of course, yeah, filling in, yeah, yeah. filling in for Coden. But um, that's you know, Coden looks up to him. Really? Yeah, they're they're like they're they're really good guys. So Coden really got them for me to fill in for me and. Uh, and I didn't want anybody else. I really, I was going to be like, man, I'm probably just going to start doing acoustic shows because Coton is about to leave. And I'm like, I don't want anybody else but that guy. I'll put yeah. him on salary if I have to. Yeah. Because he's, he's a Coton too, you know, and just, and Andy is just something serious. So uh, they're all from them. They're all musically. Like they, they know where I'm going. They know me. They yeah. know exactly where I'm going. And the show is different almost every night, but they, but they know like, okay, he's about to go here, you know. I'll say this too. I said, you know, earlier about the vamping stuff. And honestly, like the times that I've got to see you, it almost has like a gospel feel. Yeah. So like, like how you like flow and stuff with that. Like how you just, you know, you might honestly sing a chorus like 10 or 12 times and like how you just like vamp on like stuff and keep going with it and you keep the party alive. Like, you know, you're definitely feeling, man. Yeah. It's a feeling. And that's why I think music is, you know, is. Something serious. I don't, I don't think you should be doing it if you're not feeling it. I mean, right. Like, I go on Broadway. That's why when you see me on Broadway, I show up on Broadway an hour or two before my show. Yeah, you, you always because do. Because I yeah. always walk around, and I tell the guys this, too, like the guys that's new in Nashville that I'm kind of helping out. I guess Chris Hill and Johnny and um, what's uh, Jacob Lutz, you yeah. know, uh, done a few shows. And I tell them, man, every time you get a chance, you want to walk around and see. You want to walk around and learn. That's what I do all the time, every single day if I'm on Broadway. I walk around and learn what not to do and what to do. 
What can I add and what can I take out? What is this guy doing that I'm not doing? What is the guy doing that I shouldn't be doing that I know not to do? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I do every time you see me on Broadway early because I'm I'm checking, just scoping things out. I want to learn. I want to grow. You know. Yeah. I don't want to be like nobody on Broadway. I'm actually here to get a record deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now for now you're a guy that play like, like I've said a bunch of times now plays all over the place whether yeah. it's outside of Nashville or here downtown or wherever. What did, for you that stigma of playing on Broadway? There's there is that stigma there. You're a guy that plays some gigs on Broadway and stuff. How is it balancing that kind of stuff where you're where you're going out on the road, but you've also got your your gigs yeah. that you play downtown? Man, I, I like Broadway, and uh, I I don't know really. It's 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 kind of like. It feeding me with Broadway because I was when I first got here, you know, I started playing. I always want to, of course, everybody wants to play on Broadway. You want to play Tootsie's, right. you want to play the you stage, play you want to and play. And that was a dream come games. true yeah. when you know I finally got that email back after emailing them for two years, three years, yeah. and I finally got that chance to show myself. And it wasn't like it was cracked up to be. Yeah, you know, it really disappointed me to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, Nashville really did in in a musical way, as in. You got these guys on Broadway, man, that just everybody is just trying to be at this person or beat that person or, you know, yeah. do this. And it's like work together. Yeah. Some people think they're better on Broadway because you've been playing on Broadway for 20, 25 years. What the, that, but then, but then, what do you have to show yeah, for? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like, I don't want to do that, you know, yeah. and, and, but you, you walk into some of these places and you got these amazing singers and it's just like, wow, why is, why is this band? At this spot, more popular than this band. Like, what is this band, you know, doing yeah. wrong? And it's like, well, you got those people who absolutely suck. Yeah. Oh my God, there's, and they they're the ones that get in the record deals these days. And it's like, yeah. what in the world yeah. is going yeah. on? Yeah, and that's something that that um when we had uh, when we had Jacob Lutz, our, good, yeah. our, our good mutual friend, our good buddy. He was saying that he's hoping the country's going back in a way of really showcasing the vocalists. Yes. You know, yeah. where where it, you gotta be, you gotta be able to sing. Yeah. You you want to hear music that's good with with good vocals. Yeah, and it seems like that's something important it's for you. Just, that's very important to me, man. Because I think just like me, you know, they say that um, hard work outbeats talent any day. I don't believe that. I don't believe hard work outbeats talent any day. Yeah, because. I've been doing this for eight years and I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm excited where I'm going. Well, there's people who just come and, and that's luck, you know, just yeah. like that, you know, so it don't right. need talent any day. Yeah. But me, I, I believe that, I mean, I give my show, like I say each and every night, I give my show and I love what I do. So it's just like me being a vocalist, I can move around on stage and, and, and still control you my fly around. Watching you with a guitar is so much fun, by the way. Like I'll uh, be working a day shift at, at the bar and then you'll be gigging that night. Um, and I'll stick around to see your show. Like I'll I'll stick around after a ten hour shift to watch you run around with the guitar because you just fly you just Everywhere. fly around. As somebody and that's like a guitarist, yeah. it, it's it gives me anxiety sometimes, but I like I know you know what you're doing, but at times I'm like Oh, no, I, sometimes I don't he's know gonna, what I'm doing. He's, he's gonna drop it. Oh no, 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 no! no, no. God, sometimes oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Listen, I have fell off stages. <laughs> what's your What's your um your most like crazy story from something like that? Where it was like, uh, oh shit, was, that just it happened. Was, it was oh shit, that just happened. I think I'm about to be dead. That moment was not long ago. I fell off Luke Bryan's sushi bar stage. Oh Ooh. no! Now this whoever built the stage. Fire them, but anyways, is this the one that's behind the bar? This is the one that's behind it. They have oh. no stairs. You have to climb on top of the bar, which is 
chest high. So you have to get on a chair, climb on top of the bar. Then you have to climb on top of the stage. So it's like, there's no stairs. So one night we're gigging, I pulled a double. And I went to my buddy Chris Hill, I'll take a nap, two to six. Then we play a 10 to two at Luke Sushi Bar. And I mean, it's fine. It's like my fourth song. The band is singing. There's people, it's crazy. And you know me, I'm always crazy on stage. So the more energy, the more crazy I get. Yeah. I'm getting off the stage. I get on the bar. I'm putting my foot in this chair. And this chair just gives out on me. And I fall face first, right on my face. My earring, my diamond fell out of my earring. I broke the mic. That's how hard I fell and crushed my knee. And I get up and it's so crowded. Only a few people saw me. The bartender saw me and the band saw me. <laughs> and I just started laughing <laughs> and I just get back up and go again. Next morning I wake up and I cannot move my knee. Oh, cannot move it. So I had to like my fiance had to like rush me to the hospital. Come to find out I broke a few, uh, tore a few ligaments in my knee and all that. And it healed. Kind of, sort of, I guess. It didn't heal all the way like I should let it heal. But I was, yeah. you know, two days, I'm off stage two days, I'm, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. something wrong if I'm not doing music uh, on stage. But, uh, yeah, about a week later, I get back on stage, and I'm playing at Blake Shelton's, and I rolled my fucking ankle. Ooh. And I, I finished, I mean, that, and that hurt me the most. That hurt me more than my knee. And, I like, there was tears in my eyes because I thought I broke it. Yeah. And I fell into coat, and we, and we had three hours left. I had to finish the show. Yeah, you had to do it. You had to do it. And you did I'm, it. Tears in my eyes. I'm like crying like a little baby. Yeah, no, there, I've broke my left ankle three <laughs> times, but I roll it all the time, and that's probably still uh, like... It's horrible. That's my only, first time ever rolling my ankle. Yeah, the only thing that's worse is breaking a rib. Like, oh, I'll just be honest. Like, rolling an ankle, you think you break it every time. Hey, well, I don't want to never go through that pain. Anymore. Yeah, no. Well, hopefully, we never see you go through something like that again. It's fun, though. It's cool, though. Yeah. Like, like it's it's cool. To, it, it makes for a great story. <laughs> yeah. makes for a great story. Now, something I noticed. You got you got on your on your hand. What's that big-ass ring you got on there? It looks like a Super Bowl ring. Oh, or is that a class nice. ring? No, if you don't, if you don't mind me asking. No, I don't care. I get that a lot. Um, so, when I was on the TV show X Factor, uh, I played football in ninth grade. I had to quit because on a TV show, I, I mean... I had to go on the road all the time. Yeah. So I was doing homeschooling for a couple of weeks in L.A. or New York or something. Yeah. Come back to school. When I finally got off the show, I needed a fourth class. And, I mean, I couldn't go back to football because it's already been two years or something. So yeah. All my buddies playing baseball, basically. So I just went to, like, basically manage the baseball team. And um, the coach had Parkinson's. And so, basically, I would just give the speeches and sing the national anthems whenever I was home. Yeah. You know, if I could be there or, or like – you know, help with the dirt or whatever and just help coach out with the players because he had Parkinson's. Yeah. Just became a big thing. We all, I mean, and they gave me a ring for it, you know. That's and awesome. That's cool, yeah. That's awesome. And that that's that's down in South Haven? That's in South Haven, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, so. That, that's, that's what's cool about you too, man. You, you hang out with, I mean, like, you're you're a whole you're a wholesome guy. Like coming from that's something I've noticed a lot from coming up from coming down from New York. Nothing bad about my people from New York, my damn Yankees. But um, but coming down here, there's something, in, and that's what's cool about you being you being here, in Music City too. Is like you were talking about. There's that competitive stigma or whatever. Yeah. But with you, it's it's let's all let's work together. Let's be friends. You have that, yeah. that compassion Dude, kind of feel. I we're just, all here for music. You I know? love seeing people being happy, whether it's with music or not, man. Like people are just. You know, like that Colton deal, you know, a lot of people were just, how it's crazy how people were just, it's crazy. They was like, oh, Colton is going Hunter Hayes, you know. Are you mad? Are you like, why? Why would you be yeah. mad? Why? This, we know we're getting ourselves into every single day we do this. Yeah. Anybody can get picked up. This music, 
I, I describe this music business as the most amazing, crazy, shitty, you know, business that we get in because it is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just we know what we're getting ourselves into. Anybody can get picked up any day. It's it's we already knew that if I got picked up, I probably couldn't take my band with me. We we just knew, we're, but we're brothers. Yeah. You know, we don't get. We want to see people doing good, and I think that's yeah. what's wrong with a lot of people. They want to. It's crazy, man. Just I like seeing people happy, just like with Jacob Lutz. You know, he got in town. Hey, yeah. bro. Come and do a show with me. Come on. Let me get, let me help you out a little bit. Yeah. You know, just with Johnny Cochran, he needs some. Hey, come on. I can help yeah. you a little bit. Yeah. Anything I can do to make somebody happy or to get somebody to the next level, because I wish I had that when I was starting off. Yeah. You know, nobody didn't do that for me. I, I had to do everything by myself. So, yeah. you know, I always said, if I could help somebody, I don't mean, I don't care to do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking about Colton. Now, the what's the full backstory on how you two met each other? Because I believe we touched on it way back in episode one. We were recording upstairs on the kitchen table. How did you and Colton? Get together. I needed a bass player. Uh, and this is going back. What's the timetable on this? I'm guessing this is back in Jackson. No, 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 no. This- I was I was in Mississippi. He was, I think, in Jackson or okay. Ole Um But I needed a bass player, and he had played, I guess, for my buddy Greg Pratt before. Oh, oh shit. Now, Greg, it's all, now it's all connected. Baby, start to do Yeah, We know Greg yeah. really well. That's funny. Greg is, uh, yeah, he played for my buddy Greg, and Greg did a show with me. I think his first ever show he played with me. He uh, That's another thing about me, like, if I can help you. He played a yeah. show with me in Dan McGinnis, and, and you tell his first show he had his head down, and he was just yeah. singing his own songs, and I'm like, Hey, I like your style. You need to move to Nashville. You know, and yeah. play, I think he played a couple more shows. Anyways, he played with uh, Greg, and I needed a bass player. I was doing a tour. I don't know. I was doing some uh, a few shows. I had a shitty manager then, so I was doing a few shows in Myrtle Beach. And, yeah, he came and played with me, and um, basically coat and fired every fucking guy I had on my band. He did. He was like, hey. Yeah, I think he touched on that whenever he came on the show. Yeah, well, what what made you? How did how did you guys build that trust? How did you how did that circle of trust start? For, know, for, for, for a new guy to for a guy to come on and Colton, I love I love him like a brother. He's a great dude. Yeah, but how you just, you were just meeting him? How yeah. how do you? I, and that's pretty weird. I thought I, I think about that all the time. But I think when we met, we just you know I I wasn't really musically inclined. Until I really met Colton, you know, Colton taught me so much shit, man. I mean, business, musically, and like everything. And, uh, and I'm glad he taught that because now I, I'm helping myself out. Yeah, lot, you know? yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's paying off. Yeah, yeah it's all showing. Yeah, yeah. and um, but when he's, I don't know. I just I believed him. I just believed him. I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. I was just ready to just go go at it. I, I mean. Then you're young then and you say, man, I'm just ready. I just want a record deal. I just, I just want to get signed, you know, whatever it takes. And that's what I was, my mindset was when I first started off doing this. You know, I just want to get money. I just want to get a record deal. I wanted my face known. Now it's just Cody has taught me, you know, not only Cody, but a few musicians I play with has taught me to, to level yourself, to build your craft. And I learned more and more about, and I'm still learning about craft. You know, I'm I'm, I'm still learning how to build my craft each and every day because I learned something new about music every day. And when he said that, I just, I don't know, I believed him. And he fired every fucking guy. And he said, look, if I'm going to play with you, this is, this is it. And I, I'm, I don't regret it to this day. Yeah, I mean, look, look, <laughs> look, at, look at it now. Yeah. I, mean, I do not regret it. Yeah. And, uh, he has put me, I mean, I've put him, we've, when you put me and Colton in a room, we're fucking untouchable together, man. Yeah. Together, we've because that brother, big brother, little brother, like, yeah, you know, seriously, he, he puts me in my place, and because you know, 
Colton was always musically inclined. And I think with me being country and knowing a little more about country, I helped him on the country and he helped me on the musical, like showing me my numbers and all that, you know, stuff and blues. He on the show, he let's oh, throw let's throw this in oh, there. Let's, he'll be on stage. Let's just throw this blue, 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 blue. Let's just throw something in there, you know. And I'm like, oh my God, do that again. And he'll make me remember, you know. And he just when I trusted him, I just took I mean, and he got me all the right guys. Every guitar player since since then, every drummer I've played with, every bass, everybody that sits in with me, Colton has led me to them. So Tre so Trevor, you met Trevor through through Colton? Yeah, Trevor is a pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, Trevor. No, I love though. Trevor, man. Me and Trevor everybody tell you every I think when Andy Dixon started playing with me and Trevor, yeah. and me and Trevor was just, you know, we bitched each other all the time. We were just all like that, you know, it's yeah. nothing harsh. We never got into a fight or argument or anything. But Andy was like, um, Andy was like, um, uh, what's wrong, guys? It was at Whiskey Jam. And he was like, what's wrong, guys? And Chris, Chris Dickerson was back there on the drums, like, oh, they do this all the time. Like, this is, this is just, this this is just, just Trevor nothing, and Scott. Nothing's wrong. This is just them. Yeah. Yeah. This is just us. He's Trevor's, uh, another Mississippi guy, right? Yes, well, Trevor was born in Alabama. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and let me tell you something about Trevor. Trevor, he he should have not been born in Alabama, okay? Because Trevor don't eat what Alabama folks should eat. Like he don't eat shrimp and oh. uh, the hell is he, uh, he don't eat like barbecue. I mean, he don't eat hot dogs or bologna or like a grilled bologna sandwich. You're making, like, you're making Tyler cry, man. I'm like, how, <laughs> dude? How is that? How did even you possible? survive in Alabama? Because like I. So I'm from originally Atlanta, but I grew up most of my life in South Alabama. And going home, like I'll be like, "Yeah, so I've been eating grilled chicken lately." And they're like, "Okay, cool. Here's a bologna sandwich." And I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "This is what we have. Eat it." And I'm like, "Cool." Yeah, Trevor is a oh, he. He cannot be from Alabama, but no, he's he's in Mississippi now. He's Mississippi, so he's I mean Alabama Mississippi boy. So yeah. so he's so he's coming from Mississippi to gig with you. No, he lives here now. Oh, he, he does he, live yeah, here now. Okay. Yeah, he lives here now. But uh. Yeah, um, but he would play in Memphis and go to Mississippi, and then have to be in Nashville. Like we're like, just drive to Nashville with us tonight, or Jackson, Tennessee. He would just go back to Mississippi. Yeah. We would do Tin Roof on Thursdays. He would like go back to Mississippi, and then drive to Nashville and drive back to Mississippi, and then have to have to play a show in Jackson, Tennessee. Dude just then, drives. He's he's. I thought I was a slow one in the band, but Trevor got me beat. He does. <laughs> he does. We love I tell you, Trevor. Every time. Trevor, Trevor McKay, a great, great guitar player. But the best. Um, let me let me tell you something. I've never played with a guitar player like him. Yeah, yeah. No. Yes, he the best tone to me that uh, I don't know. He's just something slick on it. He's so smooth. You know. Yeah, he's, he don't even care though. He's one of those guys that don't care. Like, now, <laughs> now knowing what what we know about you two together, you've been going to Belize quite a bit. And you've been bringing Trevor with you. What have what what have the adventures of Skylar and Trevor in well, the first, abroad? Been oh like? my God! Oh. Look, the first adventure uh, venture we got stuck in Belize City. Okay, of course, it was the first time out of the country, and my worst fear is to be stuck out of the country. And my first time out of the country, we got stuck in the most dangerous part of Belize City, oh. and it was the scariest thing in my life. And I'm not gonna blame it all on Trevor. You know, I'm going to blame 96% of it on Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> we got stuck and we had to stay the night. We had to stay the night at least. I had to get us some hotel room. I mean, they had to lock the, I mean, this, it was the scariest thing in my life. And when I say I've never experienced anything like that and I never want to because we're literally out of the country. None of these people know us. We look like we're Americans, you know, like Trevor's walking around here with like some, like, I don't know, polo stuff on and 
I'm got boots on and like they know we're not from here. So it's like we walk to the store, we try to get something to drink, we walk into this dark bar. It's oh it is and like it's got swinging doors on it. And it's our first night. We had to, I was like, Trevor, if if I could if I gotta sleep in this hotel, I mean it was some nasty jailhouse. They had bars on the windows, Ugh. hotel, and it was just it was so sketch sketchy. We go try to find something to drink because I was like, if I'm gonna sleep in this country tonight, and I was like, I gotta have a buzz. I gotta put, get something to put me to sleep because I, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. So we go, we ask these couples that's there from somewhere, and I don't know, we go to this, what we think is a story, we walk into these swinging doors, and there's this dark bar, and there's just two guys just looking at us. I mean, you can tell they're ready, like, to pop off at any moment. I'm like, this is bad. This is, I, this is white guy and a black guy, and these guys are locals. You can tell they wasn't having it good with us at all, because they we just kept looking. And I just ordered, like, two Johnny Walkers and a beer, and I was like, all right, I'm going to my room. I'm never leaving again. And I did. <laughs> Trevor apparently left to go to the store, actually. And <laughs> and he said he was walking, and there's, like, cops these people down, people were making these blah, blah, blah sounds. Like, it's like dogs barking. And he was like, one of the guys was like, you better keep running, boy, or something. And he was like, I, he's like, I came upstairs and I didn't move. And I was like, I, you should have went to sleep. And I went to sleep, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's the beauty well, of that's the thing. Story. Like, with me and Matt, like, we go out and stuff. And I'll go home. I'll be like, I, I will say, like, you know what? I'm calling tonight. And Matt goes out and he goes have some, like, weird adventure somewhere else. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, you should have. You should have came home. Like I, I understand that relationship. Now we went to, when we went to when we got to the island. Finally, after all that, it was very nice. You know, Trevor. Of course, he's he's been doing this, and Trevor lived it up. He did. He he was on vacation, but Trevor also he don't have to sing a lot like yeah. me. But this yeah. time, I know we should not leave the airport. I know what to do. I know everything how to get there. So when we leave Wednesday, it'll be it'll be cupcakes. You know. Yeah, now what? Now you you played the the winners and losers like that circuit. You've gone out to Vegas. What's got, yeah? What have those Vegas trips been like? Because we've got, Vegas yeah. is a, a a lot of fun. Now, when I went, when I first went to Vegas, it wasn't what I what cracked up to be. Like everybody was talking about, it. it's the city that never sleeps and this and that. Isn't everything like really spread apart? I've heard that. Yeah, from pe- yeah. Like it's people. kind of yeah. It's, it's very spread apart and um, it's it's very dry. So it's not really that great for singers. So if you don't try to go outside and do all that crazy stuff because it's it's really dry there, it'll mess up your vocals. Especially if they're playing thirteen shows in seven days, it's a lot of singing. That that's a big circuit. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, but it's it's cool. Uh, but you know, to be honest with you, I don't like it. It makes me miss Nashville. Nashville yeah. is a city that never sleeps. It's not the party crowd like everybody thought. It, it's really not. You know, yeah. it's fun. It's cool. It's a go there for two days, and you're probably ready to come back home. Yeah, yeah. but it's a, but it's a good gig. For oh, you, it's right? a great. Oh, gig. you love it, you it love me the two gig. years to get the gig. Yeah. Man. I mean, I mean, when I say I bug people, I'm I'm sending emails almost every day. I'm on my phone sending emails, telling people where my shows at. You know, because you just never know. You know, it's always networking and just never stop. I was. Grown on to never stop. So, yeah. yeah. Favorite favorite place to go play a show? Whiskey Row. I say that all the time, guys. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, people think I'm joking when I say that. Whiskey Row, I mean, when even when I'm not playing, I mean, you guys see me at Whiskey Row's there. Yeah, yeah I mean, you walk in all the time. I mean, <laughs> you're I, a regular. <laughs> I'm going to say, I spend a lot of money at Whiskey Row. So, but no, it's Whiskey Row family. Ward, that whole Ward got me in a deal that the guy that's over, you know, the yeah. Whiskey Jam. And, Thank you. Big shout out to Ward. I, I say thank you. He probably gets sick of me texting him. What, what was the first time you played Whiskey Jam? It's got to be. I've seen you there once, but I'm sure you've played before. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it was uh, uh, Jonathan Singleton uh, got me in touch with Ward. And um, 
he was like, yeah. And Ward said, I don't, I never get a call really from John Singleton asking me to put somebody on stage. He's like, so I knew you was important. And he was like, and I, I don't know, I think it's been two, three years ago, I think. I don't know, man. And it was the best moment. You get through three songs. And in those three songs, you feel like you are the superstar of the room when you're at Whiskey Jam. And, and that's a room filled with people. People who love music. And, they, yeah. and they're in, or, or they're in the industry. Oh, yeah. Or they're, yeah. Or they're, they're doing very important. Yeah. They're very important people in that room. But there's yeah. also people who actually sit there and listen instead of just there for the drinks and the parties. Yeah. You know, you can actually go there and sing a heartfelt song and people will, like, get in their emotions. I've seen it. I've been there. And it's, the Whiskey Jam family is, is such a, Cool family. Yeah, so talk, fill people in um, because we got a lot of people listening back home, back home for me up in New York that don't aren't sure, don't know about the whiskey jam thing. So for you, uh, if you could describe whiskey jam, how would you describe it? Whiskey jam is is the best group of family in Nashville. Uh, I mean, like people like when I was talking about the compete, and they don't compete. These people actually enjoy music. They love music. They sit there and listen to your three songs. It's 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 support. Yeah, people, it's, people support it's each a, other. It's and, a support yeah. system that will never ever like fail like, fail you at all. Because there, when you're there, you can hand out people will help you out, man. I've met so many people. Hand out cards. You go there and you can network and you can be there one night and meet just the right person to meet. You know, it's just you just never know who's who's going to show up. I mean, for the last couple, the few ones, I think it was a. Uh, Randy, Randy Travis. Travis. Freaking Randy Travis is hanging out at, at Whiskey at, Jam. Yeah, you well, just never know. Yeah. Randy Hauser have seen me play there. Randy Hauser um, yeah. uh, seen me play there. So uh, it's just. And, and for the, the alumni of that Whiskey Jam family of guys and girls that started as they were coming up and got yeah. an opportunity to be on that stage. They're and now they're selling out stadiums. I mean, Luke Holmes. Luke Holmes, Old Dominion. You've got Morgan Wallen on there. You've got so many different people Man, that are on crazy. there. Um, I mean, guys from Zach Brown Band come back and yeah. jam. If anybody, it, people will just get up and play with people. And it's, it's a family. Yeah. I mean, when, man, it's a family event. And it's so cool because, like, when you go there, you might not, like, really know the person that's standing next to you. But you know they know what you're feeling when, you know, they know you're there for the same thing. Yeah. And that's the feeling of the music. And that's the lyrics. And the, I mean, you, I I went there um I don't know. Y'all probably see me on the video, but I went there one night in a stealing, stealing oceans a group of guys. Uh, shout out to stealing oceans. They, when I say I've never seen anybody that caught my attention, when I say there's somebody have like a few videos of me, like my mouth just dropped the whole time. Yeah. These guys put on, I mean, like that show, you can only get that at whiskey jam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, you can't find it on Broadway like that. You know, yeah. it, it was just. You get that feeling, just like with Greg Pratt. When Greg Pratt on that stage, it's whiskey. Oh my God, man! Who's who's Greg's fiddle player again? I was, Ryland. I was, Ryland Fowler. He's a wild one, is crazy oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> that boy Love is Ryland. crazy. But when those two, I think one of my, my oh, dude. I think the first, I think um, your first whiskey jam, they were there. They were Maybe. playing because I remember you. I remember getting a video of you with the oh, yeah, while he was playing yeah, the fiddle. Yeah, yeah. Tyler's first whiskey jam was Thanksgiving of this past. That's the thing I love about whiskey jam. Yeah, they don't stop for holidays. They don't stop for no, like, no. This, in this past year, they've had Thanksgiving jam. They have had uh, New Year's Eve yeah. jam. They have had um, all kinds of different ones. Where no matter what, it's going to yeah. continue. Let Ward keeps you, the show going. Let me tell you something about Ward and um, the whiskey jam family because Ward is the one who got it started. And like I said, War probably gets sick sick of me texting him. I text him probably two times a week, just thanking him because without him, I wouldn't be in Belize. Yeah, wouldn't be in Losers. I wouldn't be able to do all the opportunities. War just when I met Ward, he took me like 
I go to him. It's only him and Coat, and I go to like with musical problems. If I yeah. need a situation to help on something, and that guy don't stop. I mean, that guy works. Yeah, he works. And that's some shit behind the scenes that y'all don't even see that this guy does. Man, he just he works. He wants to. He wants to go to the next level each and every week. Not each and every year. Each and every week, he wants to go to the next level, and that's how that's how that's why I love about Ward and the Whiskey Jam family. They just they want to keep striving, helping other people. You know what I'm saying? Just if you build like like Tim Gross said, help the next one in line, and that's what they do. You know, they yeah. literally reach back and help you, pull you up. Like, hey, I got you. Come on. Yeah, and those and uh, the whis- whiskey jam, they got their they got their um their own drinks too, where they go and yeah. when people are there at winners and losers, what's really dangerous. And I've seen Tyler have them, I've seen Coda Bear have them, I've seen countless friends. When my buddies from New York, uh, Joe and Seymour, came down, those Capri Suns, oh yeah, oh, late, yeah. those those infused yep. Capri Suns, yeah, and those damn Jello shooters. Oh god, those 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 make for a good time. Ooh. That makes your Monday or your Thursday, or whatever night you're yeah. down there. It gives you that extra kick. No matter if you had a shitty day on a Monday or Thursday, if you go to Whiskey Jam and you do the, the Capri Suns or the shots, or in the the Blackberry Whiskey Jam, which I always drink. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've, I bought bottles of those <laughs> at Whiskey Row because I yeah, always drink yeah. that yeah, at Whiskey yeah. Row. But if you go there and you've had a shitty day or something, I'm telling you, that your whole night will be turned. Once you enter the place, like that feeling you get is just like, yeah, it's just chill. that, sen- that, oh sense, that sense of community. And, it, and I've, I've had some shitty days where I've, and I've gone, and I'm like, I'm still going to go to Whiskey Jam. And then those have been some of the best nights that yeah. I've ever had. Um, where yeah, it's, a lot of fun. It's man. awesome, dude. So, so what, you got your guitar with you. Oh. You got, you got, you're a songwriter. You write I a lot am. of stuff. Well, is there a particular one that you'd like to play for us today? Because we um, we always end this thing with a song um, of the week where we have our guest play Yeah, I can play you in a, Yeah, I'll play you a song that's going to be on an EP called I Would. It's a real personal song. All right, what's I, that one about? See, I never thought I would come out with this this song because it's very personal. And you'll see the lyrics, but uh, it's just it's a true story about uh, my dad dying. It's just basically you have those things where you wish you can go back in life and change a few things. You know, you just... I wrote this song. There's a few things in this song I wish I can go back and change. And, uh, I took me years. I wrote this song when I was in, I think a freshman, I think in, um, in high school. And it, I never thought I'd be putting it out, but I finally took me years to be like, okay, I think this song needs to be heard. You yeah. Know, somebody's probably going through this same thing I'm going through that needs to get through it. And it's, it's just my way of telling people just a few things I wish I could go back and change. And we all got a few things we can go back and, you know. that's gotta be a feeling to, to feel like the let a song kind of sit. And, yeah, and marinate a little bit, like a long time, and to to put it out because you feel that way that somebody else can be doing. It. Like now is the time. Yeah, I think it's the right time to put it out because it took me. I always said I would never put this song out because it was. You have those songs where it's very personal. Yeah, oh yeah, right. no. Tyler's talked about it before where he's got his di- he's got his notebook back home in Alabama where yeah. it where it just sit where it sits and his mom was like, hey, you do you still want this? Yeah, like yeah, yeah no, like it's, <laughs> don't it touch was, it. Yeah, don't touch it. Yeah, well, you got your personal song stuff. Well, that, that's awesome, man. So uh, where can people find you on uh, uh, the Facebook. social media? You're very active on social media. I do all my social media. I enjoy your social media I do all accounts. my social media, man, because I mean, like I said, when I'm on a road or something on a plane, or why not? I do all my social media. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah. Some people don't like some of the stuff I post, but it's social media. People, you know, the world is so, these days... The world is just so we're brought up. The parents, you know, yeah, just bring the kids up so soft, and everybody's so political correct. Everybody got to have like just I was sensitive. <laughs> fucking live. Love the shirt, by the way. 
Yeah. Love this shirt. You'll see you'll see it in uh, the photos that Dakota Bear is getting. Uh, it's, it's got uh, Abe Lincoln, and you are Mr. America, by the way. You are, oh, dude. I love his... I love uh, your scarf that you wear. You wear yeah, the you scarf. Wear the school, but I love his shoes. Those uh, yeah. custom shoes yeah, that you I have. Got, yeah. How the, yeah, how'd you get the custom shoes? It took them three weeks to make it. It was it's a thing called Tactical Supply. Uh, yeah. And you have to go in there, man. And I went on there, and... Of course, my fiance, she knows that anything American flag, if I see it, I like it. Like, she just ordered me a new leather guitar strap. I think it was like 200 some dollars, and it was American flag. And I've been wanting one for a while, a leather one. That's yeah. awesome. But uh, anything American flag that I like and it stands out to me, um, I'm spending money on it. So that's like my go-to. <laughs> that's like, your, yeah. Hey, yeah. So my closet is full of, I don't know, I think I got two or three pair of American flag shoes. I got... Jack when you open scarf. the closet, the uh, national it's, anthem yeah. starts playing. Yeah, the national anthem. eagle fucking flies out. I look inside Skylar Anderson's walk-in closet. Well, guys, we're going to let Skylar pick up the guitar here in a minute. want to thank you guys listening. Episode 10, Tyler. We've done 10 of these bad boys now. Yeah, we're in double digits now. We're in double digits. Oh, shit. Hopefully, it can only go up from here. We're, we're I was hoping that was number 10, by the way. Really? really? Why is uh, cause I don't know, for some reason when I, when I said I was going to do this, I knew you had an episode you posted or something and I didn't know what number it was. I was like, I think, I hope I'm number 10. I don't know why, but maybe I can go gamble or something. That'd be my lucky number. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Go head play on the lottery, buddy. Yeah, go, go play the lottery and whatnot. And thank you for listening to Skylar. I know I you've, been a, you've been a supporter and you're out on the road all the time and podcasts are a great way to pass the time. So thank you guys for listening at home. As always, um, check us out on the socials in the round podcast in the round on Facebook, in the round podcast on YouTube. You can see those good videos that uh, the uh, Mr. Coda Bear, who's uh, looks like he's never working, but he is working and making us all look pretty in pictures and videos as he's taking. He's not working right now. Where it is, damn. He, he sits over Jesus there. Jesus sandal flip flops. Yeah, I see this and... fucking haircut he got. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we'll we'll put that up. We'll we'll put a uh, we'll we'll have Coda take a selfie. Put that up on the Instagram oh, as yeah. well. But search for in the round and uh, wherever you guys are listening, make sure you click subscribe. Give us a little rating. Uh, throw some stars on there. And write a review if you want. Let us know what you think. You know what Coda looks like. He should be wearing right now he looks like he should be wearing like a skirt a, well yeah that too but like uh, like you know like a button down with like the short like khaki like frat boy pants oh like one of those old miss oxford kids yeah, 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 yeah that's like i bet if you hit like me now. my dad will fucking sue you halloween you gonna oh, do God. it Oh uh, yeah, he already got his outfit picked out. Halloween is like four months. I ago. mean, last year he was Jim from the Office, so yeah, I was here. I was right when I moved in. He shaved shaved those his damn uh, his beard off, and yeah. But anyway, guys, we're gonna let Skyler take it away. What'd you say the name of this one was again? I, got I would, I would. Skyler Anderson, I would coming up, and it's gonna be on his upcoming EP, which will be out. Can we get a hopefully that at the end of this month? Ooh, Ooh. end of this month. We're getting Skyler when the music is coming. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time here on In the Round. Has it ever crossed your mind To go back in time and change some things if you could You know I would Yeah, I would 
that time that girl left my side because of my foolish pride. Or the time I shook my best friend's hand and knowing I was lying to him. Yeah, I would. If you could turn back the hands of time, change that last memory in your mind. Have a last beer with your friend. Not knowing if you may see him again Instead of kicking that guy's ass For talking all that trash Really you have walked away To be a bigger man Only if you could You know I would Yeah I would I've told your dad how much you loved him While taking his last breath Only if you could You're damn right I would Well at that time I missed my brother Called my phone two hours later he was gone Well the time I told that girl I loved her Knowing I didn't care, but only if I could. You damn right I would. If you could turn back the hands of time, change that last memory in your mind. Have a last beer with your friend, not knowing if you may see him again. Instead of kicking that guy's ass. For talking all that trash Really you have walked away To be a bigger man Only if you could you damn right I would yeah. you damn right I We go through that phase Wondering If something could have been Changed You could turn back the hands of time Change that last memory In your mind Have a last beer with your friend Not knowing if you may see Him again Instead of kicking that guy's ass For talking all that Trash really you have walked away a bigger man only if you could you know I would yeah I would if I can just turn back the hand of time yeah I would I would I would